episode 11 coming at you. We have Olivia Bauer in the studio today. She is the founder of Live Digital, which is a social design firm that's based out of Windsor. Of course, always support local. Um, Not only is Olivia a business owner and entrepreneur, but she's a local badass and her personality and her energy is just contagious and she is absolutely hilarious. I cannot wait to sit down with her. Um, Let's see where this goes because I know it's about to be a lot of fun. Please listen carefully. You're here to talk about business and entrepreneurship and what it takes to launch a business, run a business, and, you know, all the nooks and crannies of that really fun lifestyle. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The thing we do every day that makes us want to hide in a hole but also makes us whole. Yeah. Oh. Look at that. Dropping gems already. Man, we haven't even been in here for five minutes. Look at that. (laughs) It just happens. Both of us looked at each other like, Hands went over our mouth, just yep. in case. That's probably the one quote that I'm going to use for the Instagram post. Okay. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so were you creative as a child? Did you always know that you wanted to do something creative? Um, growing up, I was always really creative. I actually wanted to go to drama school. Okay. I could totally see that. Shocking, right? <laughs> um, I wanted to go to Walkerville, but I was like way out of district. I grew up in Riverside, okay. so ended up going to Riverside. <laughs> naturally um but yeah no I was always really creative my mom is super creative um so I always had that to kind of look up to I was always doing arts and crafts always getting my hands dirty always drawing shit that probably wasn't good when your mom runs a business too yeah Yeah. shout out to positively a dog thing um yeah they make all natural dog treats yeah just a little little plug there (laughs) um but yeah no my dad still has this so cute I walked in the basement with my parents Built, built their new house. He moved into this new house. And my dad still had this painting from when I was like seven years old. And I drew like some sunflower thing. It was like some art project. You crunch it up a piece of paper and then it like, I don't know. But he framed it and it's like on his wall. I was like, you're so cute. What a big and then Andre came over and I was like, look at how talented I was even <laughs> as a child. I'm so good. We should sell this. <laughs> Probably not. But... <laughs> just hanging on the wall yeah i'm probably gonna reference andre a million times my boyfriend yeah so everyone yeah, knows. yeah shameless plug out. shout out to triple a sounds <laughs> if you need a dj everybody That's in my all. life is an entrepreneur <laughs> yeah you're really surrounded <laughs> 100%. You are, eh? everybody in my life is an entrepreneur wow yeah what is that like it's stressful yeah because when i'm not helping like like i go to every gig with him right and i'm helping him like bring all of his I'm essentially his roadie Um, and then like with my parents like I help them package dog treats bake dog treats go and sell the dog treats I do all of their marketing their website their social media all of their graphic design Um, so I mean I'm I'm just kind of like a hub for graphics for Yeah, so tell people exactly what you do um, with Live Digital. Yeah, so I am the founder of Live Digital. Uh, We do everything, basically. (laughs) Um, So I do graphic design, anything from logos, branding. Um, A huge thing that I love doing is... Uh, When somebody has a brand and they want to like completely reconstruct it and bring it to the next level or if somebody has absolutely nothing, they're just like, I just have an idea. I have no idea where to start. And then I can help them through everything. 
A huge part of my business is being kind of a one-stop shop. So I do graphic design, web design. I do small print jobs, um, which is very helpful for people. When I do a logo for them, then I can design their business cards and I can print their business cards, um, as well as design their website, help them with everything, get them their custom emails, everything that they need basically to launch their business. I can start it from nothing, which is crazy to think that I could do that, considering (laughs) (laughs) where I was a couple years ago and how everything kind of came to fruition. Is it one of those times where it's everything happens for a reason? Oh, 100%. (laughs) I almost said Hundo P. I had to stop myself, but... (laughs) You can say whatever you want. Now I said Hundo P, so (laughs) cats out of the bag. (laughs) (laughs) So you've been doing this five years? Yeah, no, four years. This year was four years. years. Four years. Okay, so let's move back to, you know, the process that it took to get here. What was that like? So I graduated from advertising and marketing communications... I want to say 2013. Don't quote me on that. I'm probably wrong. Okay. <laughs> Range from 2013 to 2015. No, it was 2013. Yeah, it was. Okay. okay. Then I hadn't even graduated yet. I got an internship with this amazing nonprofit that I had already been working with when I was on Student Representative Council at St. Clair. So I started working at CSA. It was a student advocacy group out of Toronto. So moved up there. The big, the big move that everybody in Windsor wants to do. And then everyone comes And home. then everybody yes. doesn't want because they all come back. <laughs> um, so I moved out there. I did that for six months. Um, and it was an amazing experience. Yeah. I loved living in Toronto. I lived right downtown. Okay. Uh, right, at, right across from Ryerson uh, Theatre. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Like, right downtown. Yeah, that's right downtown. And I was just down the street from Ryerson Theatre. Where Caitlin so. used to live. Oh, yeah, yeah. I used to live in Campus Common. Oh, okay. Now I know so, exactly where you're at. So I lived there, walked to work every day, which was far. Yeah. Okay. Um, 45 minutes. This is the thing. Everyone's like, oh, living in Toronto, you can walk wherever you want to go. You don't even have to have a car. And I'm like, okay, think about it. You have to walk everywhere you go. <laughs> I remember when Bring I didn't know back. where I was going. Yeah. So I lived in Toronto, also FYI, and hated it. But... <laughs> It was like, I didn't know where I was going. I had to go get, like, art supplies from this random, like, weird art building. Took me an hour and a half to walk there because I didn't know where I was going. I just followed my GPS. So, yeah, you get to walk everywhere. Yay. Yay. Sorry. Side note. like, even if you don't want to walk everywhere because you live in Toronto, you You cannot afford the transit system. That is why I walked everywhere. Because who can afford $145 even to just go on once? I'm pretty sure it's, like, $425 now. Oh, my God. Are you high? Yep. TTC? Yep. I hope you're listening. Living you're not. Maybe someone is. If <laughs> Maybe are. someone is. Um, <laughs> Anyways. But yeah. lived there, walked 45 minutes to work every day and back. But <sighs> it was the best because I lived right downtown. So everywhere I was walking, there was so much to like look at. Yeah. Okay. So I literally walked up Young Street, past Dundas Square, all the way down Queen into Queen West. Okay. So, so wicked, fashion yep. district, all that stuff. And then I worked right there on Richmond West. Okay. So great area to work in, great area to walk through. Yeah. Um, and then after six months, I started saying, okay, well, my internship's going to end now. Yeah. Were you working for like internship, paid internship? Or it was not? paid. It was paid. Okay, good. Um, That's a plus. <laughs> it was paid like enough for me to live. Like yeah. I d- couldn't do a lot. Yeah. But I mean, you do what you can. At least I got paid. I was very fortunate. Yeah. A lot of people that graduated my class didn't even get right. a paid internship. So I was very, very, very happful for that. Yeah. I just said happy full. 
New word. Maybe I'll quote that one. Have you fall? Hashtag. Um, and then uh, once my internship started to come to an end, I started trying to branch out. Because I'm like, they were offering me a position there, which I, looking back, should have taken. Um, um But... I started branching out and saying, oh, yeah, you know what? I want to diversify my resume. I'm 21 years old, maybe, at the time. Yeah, something like that. 21, 22. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I have all the time in the world. I'm going to go and apply to all these places. Nothing in the world will humble you more than trying to apply for a job in Toronto. <laughs> in marketing. Yeah. You think in Windsor that you're a big fish in a small little pond, yeah. and then you get dropped in the Atlantic. <laughs> When you go to Toronto, because yeah. one, about 10% of their population is from Windsor and everyone's trying to do the same shit. <laughs> That's amazing. It's so true. Um, but so true. also there are probably at least 1 million other people from the GTA that are also trying to get a job in marketing yeah. and they know somebody. Right. Yeah. Networking. Yeah. Networks. Like nepotism should be on the door of every single place that is in Toronto because that's who gets the jobs first. I would apply and then they would say, no, like you were a great candidate, like for not even having a, like an actual job because also nonprofit experience does not count. Great. Yay. In marketing world, yeah. it does not count okay. because I was an intern, like I was in a marketing intern. Okay. I was an intern for the whole organization. So I was right. doing event planning. I was doing advocacy work. I was doing marketing. I was doing graphic design. I was They're doing like, statistics. Helping was, people doesn't help no, us. No, just so. because you're a multitasker, you, <laughs> you yeah. probably can't focus on one thing. Yeah. Um, so I probably went to 11 interviews and then I got one job. Okay. Um, how do you handle rejection? Like, how was that process of, like, constantly being like, nope, nope? It was rough. Yeah. But, like, biggest form of rejection is I got a job at this nonprofit. Um, After? Another one. Okay. Because, you know, let's stay in those. Um, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to find the most ethical way to work in marketing because I like that. marketing is the devil. Yep. And, you know, <laughs> nobody's actually... I feel like you just turn into a bad person pretty quickly when you work in marketing. Um, As someone who does marketing for a living. <laughs> they're like, am I a bad person? No. Let me reflect. No, you're probably a great person. I just didn't think that I would because I know how I would have been if I worked in a place like that just because right. I could foresee myself turning into a dick. Um I love you. But I just know how, like, if I had money in Toronto, I would be so bougie. I'd be such a bitch. <laughs> like, just balling, tossing money around. Are you kidding me? Of course. Oh, my gosh. It would be awful. I would be clubs. a bad person. Oh, my God. I love it. I'd be a bad person. So maybe it all worked out. It'd yeah, like, I think it was good. Reason, right? right? Uh, so I got a job at this nonprofit. Uh, I won't say the name because, I mean, no, actually, fuck it. I got a job at Talent Egg. Okay. Just forewarning for anyone that's going to apply there. They won't listen to this. They're too busy with their heads up their ass. And look what I did. Um, <laughs> and just put it closer down to the just bend it. There you go. Look magic, at that. Magic. Um, so I got this job as a content creator. So I was supposed to be writing blogs and then turned into a social media position. So I'm like, okay, blog, social media, I can do that. Yeah. At the time, there was one girl that was doing all of the marketing for this it's a national website. So they do okay. job finding for recent grads and students. So I'm like, oh, awesome. Yeah. I did so much work with students. My last two jobs have been with students. So, like, I want to keep kind of going down that realm. 
I'm playing with this chair so much. It's That's so okay. much fun. Most people do. Um, so, uh, <laughs> for an FYI, the people that can't see it, I have my guests sit in a chair that's covered a chair a chair that's covered in tassels. No, I'm sitting on chair. She's in a tassel <laughs> dress. <laughs> the chair is officially named Cher. Yeah, I know this is officially Cher. Oh, Cher the chair. Um, oh my god, it's gonna be the whole episode. <laughs> You know, when you're smiling and you're trying to act normal, but you can't, can't. that's what's happening. So uh, I only worked there for three months. So this is like within the first, I want to say two two weeks, I have gone from a content writer for blogs into now I'm writing articles with this girl, Jasmine, who actually, I'm still really good friends with her. She runs her own communications thing in Toronto now. Shout out to her. But yeah, no, she's wicked. And we were born a day apart from Aww. each other, a year away from each other. It was really weird. That's and cool. I showed up in black and white stripes and she showed up in black and white polka dots on her first day. It's oh, like, so it's hashtag like, meant to be. Yeah, yes. we did. Yeah. Let's go do karate in the garage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is that what it's? I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. It's something like that. Um, yeah. Oh my God. So we, I was so doing there all of this months. work yeah. and then... They're like, oh, you do graphic design? Okay, let's also throw that on your plate. So now I'm doing this huge project. They release this thing every year, and it's this giant document. And I I don't know. I did something I fucked up pretty bad. And they were basically like, okay, well, you can't keep up here. You're gone. Okay. And I got <laughs> fired. Oh, man. I got walked out of the building, oh, which... God. Ironically enough, my professors prepared me for this. Really? They said that people in Toronto don't take shit from anyone because you're super replaceable in Toronto. So I just got fired for my first real job. Yeah. How did? What was that like emotionally? Oh, like, like it was everywhere. Yeah. I literally got on the TTC, which I couldn't afford. Um, and I went right to my old job. Wow. I called him on the way and I'm like, Ted, I'm coming. Yeah. Ted, Ted was my CEO. Yeah. Um, I was like, I'm on my way. I don't even know if you have a position for me. But like there was this amazing girl, Vero, there when I worked there. She was my absolute rock when I lived in Toronto. And she still kind of is. Um, and we ended up moving in together and living together when we were there. Nice. Oh, side note, I had just signed a lease for a year to live oh, in Toronto right when man. I got fired. Yeah, so so I was literally <laughs> stuck there. Because uh, I just moved in with Vero and another girl, Haley, yeah. that I was really good friends with. And I'm just like, shit. Yeah. I can't screw them over. Yeah. I can't just move back to Windsor yeah. now. Like, yeah, I And I don't also want to be like, hey, sublet my room. Bye. Yeah. Like, yeah. couldn't yeah. do that because they're not the kind of people that are just going to be like, hey, let me take in a stranger. Because right. it's also Toronto. You don't right. want to do that. Yeah. Um, and then I went back to CSA and they didn't have a job for me. Oh, so I was like, hmm. This is where I'm at now. Uh, here I am. Yeah. And Vero came home and we just cried on the couch. <laughs> what were you thinking at that time? I, like... I thought it was so fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I have I have let everyone down. Like, I was more worried about what other people were going to be like. Like, how is she already back in Windsor? Yeah. Because that's, I feel like that's everyone's fear mm-hmm. is to leave Windsor and then have to come back, mm-hmm. which I mean, it fucking sucked. Yeah. I'm not going to say it was great because yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. But I still stuck it out for nine more months. Okay. I stayed there and I probably went to 14 other interviews. Yeah. <laughs> probably more than that. Um, I got a job at Firkin on Bloor cooking. Yep. Okay. And Which I've done forever. So I'm like, at least I know that I could get that. Right. 
Um, and then I also worked at Wine Rack. Okay. So just to be making just meat to ends meet type thing. eat yeah. and live. It was rough. Like I was working like starting at eight o'clock in the morning and then I would get off at five and have to start at Wine Rack at six and then work till eleven. Yeah, like and I walked what? to each place. Also winter, so that sucked. Yeah. But I did that for eight months. Yeah. And then I had this one job interview at another nonprofit. Fuck. <laughs> um, at another nonprofit. Do we see a pattern? <laughs> I got a job at this interview, and here I had a little bit of hashtag nepotism. My mom knew. Okay, my mom knew the woman that was interviewing's grandmother. Okay. <laughs> hey, grandma. Hey, grandma. No, she was a she was a volunteer at the hospital that my mom works at. Okay. So. She reopened interviews for me to interview for them. And then it was a marketing assistant position. And they did, like, geared to income housing. But it wasn't like how it is in Windsor. It was, like, um, geared to income condos. So it was, like, for middle class people who uh, couldn't afford to buy a condo in Toronto because who can. um, But gave them a nice place to live that was, like, budget friendly. Okay. Um, So this is the place that I was going to work at. And then... The interview went phenomenal. Then I didn't get the job there either. Mm. But they didn't even call me. I called them and I was like, hey. Just following it's up. It's been a week and a half. Just just following up. Oh, sorry. Uh, the person already started for that position. Like, okay. Awesome. Yeah. I'm on the Stairmaster at <laughs> the gym. Just to I'm just, No, like yeah. I, that was when I called. Oh. I was at the gym. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I can't. Like, I emailed. Or no, it was an email. Sorry. And then I got that email and I was just like, fuck. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't, like, I didn't know what to do with myself because I was like, that was the last straw. Yeah. Like, I got off, got changed, grabbed my phone, and I started walking home. And I yeah. called my dad. I'm like, I'm moving back to Windsor. Yeah. And he's like, what? Yeah. He was low-key happy. So what do you... After going, you've been to, at this point, several interviews, several rejections, you know, living in Toronto where it's expensive and there's, there's like a lot of pressure that comes with that. Not just like financial pressure, but like societal pressure. Looking back, would you have changed anything? I would have saved more money before I moved to Toronto. <laughs> save up before you go. Um. Oh yeah, that's a serious thing because there's so much unexpected shit that just comes up but like prepare yourself for just being alone because like as much as you might have roommates and you might have everybody has their shit going on Mm -hmm. like I had three roommates I was home alone every day yeah like everyone had shit to do like people that you're gonna call aren't gonna pick up yeah you're gonna have to find a way to to cope with being alone so much and I just went on walks yeah, I was going to say, how did you manage? I, I pretended that I actually lived in Yorkville when I lived in Cabbage Town. Mm-hmm. I walked all the way down Bloor because yeah. I lived at Bloor and Sherbourne. Okay. Awful place to live. Okay. Yeah, not a good place. Never. Yeah. No, my God, no, not a good area. Um, did you but, like being outside like prior to that or did you? Oh, yeah. You no, I've always was, yeah. I've always loved like just going on walks. I still do it all the time. Yeah. But it's like walking down Yorkville through Yorkville. It's just such it's so nice. Yeah. So bougie. And it's like, I can just pretend like this is my actual life. Yeah. 
and that I can go into Holt Renfrew and just go shopping, which, oh my God, I couldn't even afford a free sample. Yeah. Um, oh, but like, afford a free sample, she says. They wouldn't let me in the store. They're like, those aren't designer boots. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the hell do you think you're doing? Um, no, but it's just like, that was probably once one of the hardest things for me was was dealing with that. I probably I had really bad depression when I lived in Toronto. Yeah. So there was a lot of shit that went on and yeah. like super bad anxiety. Like I mean, I used to ring down my boyfriend's phone. Yeah. I don't even know how he's still dating me. Like if we got through that shit, we is me and you baby. Like that's <laughs> it. Cuz like just so much shit. Yeah. It was so bad. And you didn't have an like like to be alone up there, I I went through similar things being in Toronto and experiencing mm-hmm. being alone all the time. And I loved living in my apartment, but that was the hardest thing was mm-hmm. being by yourself all the time. And I really learned how to be by myself. All oh, I still time. don't know how. Yeah. No? No. Me and Andre live together. If he yeah. goes home for a couple of days, I'm like, mom, I'm sleeping over. Yeah. I still can't do it. No. I still like, I'm not good at being alone. I never have been. No. No, never, ever. Do you feel like that's something you want to work on? Yeah. I it's like I get like I've always had really bad anxiety. Okay. So it's like it's something that I'm used to, right, but right. it's just like coping with it is like I mean it Easier is what said, it is. Yeah, I just like it's more so like I'll be fine the whole time I'm alone until I have to go to bed. Okay. And then when I'm going to bed by myself it's like Ooh. Yeah. I feel like a, I know a lot of people that are like that and that like when there's significant other goes out of town, they're like, can you come sleep over? Can I haven't slept alone for four years. Yeah. That's- Andre's fine though. Yeah. Bastard. Well, that's me. I'm always <laughs> the one where I'm like, I, I like am like a starfish. I toss and turn in my sleep. So oh when I get gosh. to sleep by myself, I'm like, oh. See, it's like I like I would like the space, but it's just that like I turn over if something like – if there's a sound in the house, they turn over. He's not there. Done. Yeah. And I live downtown. Right. So yeah. also that. Yep. Yeah, that'll do it. Right on the border of the hood in Walkerville. Yeah. That's where I live. <laughs> like Just the border. Just the border. Like the deciding block of yeah. the hood in Walkerville. What is your relationship like with failure? Ooh. It's a lot better now because, I don't know, like I still like short term will go into like a little downspin but like once I figure out it's like okay everything's gonna be fine like you have a good support system you have Andre who supports you more than anyone yeah like you're gonna be fine yeah then it's just kind of like okay now how do I get where I need to be next right um a huge failure not necessarily failure but another kind of obstacle um when I moved back to Windsor I did a year at a startup at Powerball Technologies, which was amazing. Um, and then I started working for another agency that kind of poached me from Powerball okay. and then promised me the world and then didn't give it to me. Okay. Um, so, I mean, it was a new business for them too. So they just tried to scale way too quickly. Right. And then all of the employees kind of got the the shit end of it. Gotcha. Like I was supposed to get my car paid for. That never happened. Yeah. I'm still on a lease that yeah. I can't get out of and or afford. Like my yeah. car is $360 yeah. a month. Yeah. I shouldn't even be driving a used car. Yeah. Like, like yeah, <laughs> I can't afford saying. just gas. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm good now. Yeah. But at the time it was like I had so much financial stress. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, now I need to figure out a way to get out of this. Yeah. Um, but working there really helped me figure out how to not run my business 
And okay. that was a huge plus, right? Like yep. there was a big downturn and then it was like, okay, well, why don't I just do what they were trying to do by myself? Yeah. And I had already been running my business for two years at that time. And it was like, no, I can do this. Yeah. And Sierra Bray actually had yeah. worked with me there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I was just like, okay. I'm like, Sierra's doing her own thing now. I'm mm-hmm. like, why, why can't I? Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this. And then I did my business full time from October until this past May. Okay. And it was going really well. It was just... The only time that it was hard is when I had um, kind of like a valley where clients weren't um, clients weren't coming in. Yeah. It's like I'd be doing so much outreach, clients aren't right, coming in, right. so I have to kind of pivot and figure <laughs> pivot. I thought of friends with him. Pivot. On the couch. Pivot. <laughs> um, but I'm like, okay, no, I need to get a job. Like, I need a part time at least. Okay. So that I can have a little income. Right? I have something yeah, steady, right? Yeah. Then I was blessed enough to get a job at Families First. And it is the best place that I've ever worked in my life. The people are so good. The management is so good. I got a salad bar. (laughs) I'm a happy bitch. (laughs) How has, um, we talked briefly about what it means to be a lemon soul or what my interpretation at least is of being a lemon soul is like coming from that sour part of life and turning it into something sweet. How would you say those years of really struggling and really going through the process of going through interviews and all the rejection, how has that shaped where you're at now and where you are going to be going? Yeah. It's really taught me to persevere and to take everything with a grain of salt because I wish I had some more metaphors to throw because that was two in a row. Um, But at the end of the day, anywhere that you're going to go or anyone that you're going to work for, everyone is going to be self-serving which sucks (laughs) as much as it sounds like negative you also have to be self-serving because you're the only person that can take care of yourself um that was something that I really had to learn because I am such a giver and I always want to be like no 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 but I can help this person while I help myself it's going to be harder for me than it is for them but I still want to help them yeah and I know you're like that too. Yeah, you just say yes. To yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, I can do that. Yeah. But when it starts to take a, a toll on your mental health and your day to day life mm-hmm. and all of this shit, yep. you just got to figure out when you have to say no. Yeah. Because you will literally work yourself into the ground. Yep. And at the same time, you have to know when you can accept things that are coming your way. Mm-hmm. Because if I would have done things differently and I would have said yes to CSA and I would have just worked there, I may have a full-time position and still be living in Toronto right now. My life could have gone very differently. Mm -hmm. But I'm happy I didn't because now I have all of that life experience and helped me grow up way quicker than I thought I ever would. You said like self-serving. Like what did that look like for you? I'm getting a lot better at it. um, But it's like if somebody's talking around me and they're just putting it out there to the world and if nobody says anything and I'm just like fuck they obviously need help with this yeah I'm like do I have the time yeah and I'm like I could figure it out move some shit around do this do that and I'm like okay yeah no I can do it but it's like taking that second to think instead of being impulsive yeah we're gonna get into fitness as well because I know that is a love of yours do you have a morning routine or a night routine that you Mm -hmm. like to go through that like helps you stay on track for the day or helps you wind down at the end of the day. Yeah, because I'm up every morning, seven-ish, and I just wake up, start cooking. 
because that's kind of like yeah. as much as people hate making breakfasts, like I I don't even care. Like b- cooking is like such a a vice for me. Mm-hmm. So like I wake up, make me and Andrea green drinks. What do you put in your green? Drinks? I use um like the it's called uh oh my god what's it called? Like the super greens, something like something that. Like that. It's a like mix. Super foods. Things. Yeah. Yeah. My sister in law was just telling me. Oh, about veggie today. greens. Veggie greens. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's what like I used to. Yeah. Yeah. She was literally. I have a picture of it on my phone right now. It's she great. Just it no, take my vitamins, drink my drinks, eat my avocado. Everyone's on this avocado train. I'm not on this avocado train. My eye just I just twitched, just <laughs> in case anybody. I wants just to know. got the death stare with an eye twitch included. It happened so naturally. I I I'm not like avocado. I don't like avocado, but I put avocado in my smoothie every day. Half okay. an avocado. So I still get my avocado in because I know it's good for me. I know that the fats are good for me. Um, but I've tried avocado toast. I've tried. Um, if you don't like, like it, you don't salad, like it. And I'm just like, I'm it at is. That point where it's I'm like, one of those things. I'm gonna get it in me, but it just might not be. Get it in ya. <laughs> yeah. No. No, I know. Yeah. I've. Oh, I know. I love avocado. I wish I did because then I could just freaking eat it. No, I don't love good. it to the point where I can eat it with a spoon. Andre could literally just eat an eat avocado. Same with my mom. Blech. I know. I just kind of gauge a little bit. Too. I just think it's like a like a moist. No, but if it's if it's at a perfect ripeness, it's not though. <laughs> no, but it's like a it's solid so, mush. It is solid mush. It's solid mush. It's solid That's mush. What it is. That it's a hundred percent solid mush. <laughs> Does the gym time is that kind of like your release? Oh like yeah. At the end of the day, that you uh, yeah. Have... Either either in the morning, like just set my day. Like yep. it's a good precedent. I like, I like to go and work out in the morning. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't work. Most times it doesn't work. For me, it's like nothing is better than being sore. Yeah. Because it's like you did something and then that's your result, right? It's yeah. instant results. Yeah. Like right now, I probably can't lift my shoulders. Yeah. I did chest and shoulders yesterday. But you know you've done something. But good like, if, if you're I, sore. and if I wake up the next morning and I'm not sore, I'm like, what the hell did I do? Yeah. Like, why am I not enough? sore right yeah. now? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really do like, I, I missed it so much cause I got in a car accident two years ago. Okay. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, me and Andre, it was like right after Trump, fucking Trump. Um, <laughs> right after he got inaugurated, Yeah. we were on Huron church actually going to the gym and it was like seven o'clock at night and there were trucks backed up like through the intersection. So we had a green light and we saw somebody turn left on a red and we're like, holy shit, did you see that? And literally Andre was going so slow through the intersection. Yeah. Just like, watch, it's going to happen again. And literally two seconds later, a big black truck, like a ram, comes speeding through the intersection. Andre slammed on his brakes. So yeah. instead of getting T-boned, we went under this guy's truck, oh, like what? under his truck bed behind his wheel. So huh. we didn't go under a wheel. We went under, we were in an Accord. Oh so God. we went under the wheel. Um, and it like peeled Andre's hood off like a banana. Oh, like I couldn't get out of my. I was gonna say like, were you guys injured? I I was. Andre was fine. Okay. But I couldn't get out of my door because my door was compacted. Okay. But I shouldered it open, like an idiot, instead of just waiting and crawling through Andre's side. Yeah, did you? Because the yourself? guy left. Oh, oh <laughs> He like threw his coffee out of the window, and I had just shouldered my door open, and I got out. I'm like, you fucking kidding me? glad i can swear because yeah. it's not full effect if i can't <laughs> and then he drives away but like we're trying to also get the car to the side of the road right you get it out of the way and some guy couldn't fit so he helped us okay i turn around and somebody hit andre's hood split their tire and then somebody rear-ended them oh no. so there is like chaos <sighs> and so much shit going on and it is also three degrees outside of more shorts and a tank top because i'm going to the, to the gym. gym oh my um but i called my dad and like Hey, Pa. 
don't trip out. We're fine. Got in a car accident. Andre's car is super fucked up. Yeah. I need pants. <laughs> that, that's the literally of this how the conversation. conversation went. I need pants. I'm in bike shorts, like yeah, short bike yeah. shorts. And we're just like, fuck. Yeah. Here we are. So then did that, in, did you receive, get an yeah, injury? Yeah, I had whiplash that? and okay. a shoulder tear from shouldering the door open. <sighs> and then I decided that I was the Hulk and I would move Andre's hood off of the street. Adrenaline. Holy, it's a hell of a drug. Mm -hmm. I literally picked up Andre's hood. Like, how much does that weigh? Yeah. I picked it up and dragged it off the street, and I pulled my back because I didn't lift with my legs. So two out of three injuries, self-inflicted. Yeah. Shout out to the insurance company that paid for that because I definitely (laughs) did that to myself. My insurance is over now, so I can say (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I, this was like at the point where I was in a very good physical state. Yeah. Like I had lost 60 pounds. I was really, really in shape. Like I was doing good. Yeah. And then it was just like, okay, all of this weight is going to slowly creep back. Mm -hmm. And I mean, most of it did. Yeah. Um, But like, I'm just getting to the point where I'm strong enough to start doing stuff. Right. So I did acupuncture. I did physiotherapy. I okay. wish I started acupuncture sooner because... Yeah, can you tell me a little bit more? I just started, so I've had acupuncture done on my shoulders just from, like, workout stuff, but yeah. I um, have been having it done on my legs. I've never mentioned this on the podcast, but I have a bone disorder, so I have never... I have, like, cr- like chronic pain, and I can't get rid of it. Yeah. Nothing seems to be helping. So I just started doing acupuncture, but it was the first session, and it didn't really seem to help, mm-hmm. but she was saying, like, the more you do it, the more treatment you get, like, mm-hmm. it'll... Because like, it's it, it's with repeat treatment, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah. So I I'm so super curious now. I did it for two months. Okay. And it like my shoulder, I couldn't even I couldn't lay on my shoulder. Like Andre would be like, "Come on, babe, like I want to cuddle you." I'm like, "We got to switch sides because yeah. like I cannot lay on that side." Yeah. Um, I had really really bad pain in my shoulder, and I probably like if I could afford to keep going, I would still right. be going. Yeah. Because it was like like my neck, my shoulder, my back, like my knees. I literally got it from head to toe. So how often would you go? I went twice a week. It really, really helped. Like she did so much to help me and I'm really thankful and I really wish I could afford to keep going. Yeah. Um, But it is what it is. Like now that my body's in motion again, it's starting to feel a lot better. So at least like she got me to a point where my body could be in motion, which I'm obviously very thankful for. A lot of people would have all these injuries and be like, well, I'm definitely not going to work out. It's only going to make it worse. Like, where did your motivation come from to get back in the gym? And, like, you have to go through a certain level of, like, mm-hmm. rehab before you can start, you know, lifting like you used to and yeah. doing all the same things that you used to be able to do. Yeah, well, a huge part of it, too, was with Andre because Andre is very f- – he's very fit yeah. and he's very active yeah. and he's Usain Bolt. Like, the f- <laughs> he's so fast. Um, but – we would go to the gym every day together. Yeah. And it was like, oh, and he was perfectly fine after the accident. Yeah. Like, if the accident would have gone any other way, Andre probably would have been dead. Yeah. Because it was a large truck and yeah. he was going at least 60 because he was trying to make it through a freaking red light, light yeah. like an idiot. Yeah. Um, but no, like, I just knew where I was and I know what my body can do. And it's just like, I was doing so many things that I never thought I would do even before because I was so overweight before. Yeah. And I mean, like, not that I was so overweight, but, like, I was not in a place that was sustainable for me. Like, if I would have stayed the weight I was or 
in my habits. It's not yeah. even the yeah. weight. Yeah. It's just yep. in my habits. Yep. Um, I drank a lot. Yeah. I ate shit. Yeah. That's going to catch up to you. I lived yeah. at Loose Goose. I did chicken wings like Saturday or Sunday, uh, Monday, Thursday, because yeah. it was like the half pound wings thing. Mm-hmm. Like I used to go all the time. Yeah. And financially, that's not sustainable either. No, no, it's but not. But I was living at home, yeah, right? Right, right, right. So... How did you make that transition to, like, eating healthier and going to the Yeah, gym? so when I started working out, and then all of my habits started changing, it was also a lot easier than it is now because I lived at home and my mom cooked all my meals for yeah, me. God yeah. bless her. Yeah. Shout out to Ma. Um, but we would, like, she would help me do groceries mm-hmm. and help me pay for them like I would always pay for them but she would always be like no 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 it's okay Mm -hmm. honey like I'll buy your salmon this time I'm just like thank you that's $46 (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) but it was just like I had I worked so hard the first time to Mm -hmm. get where I was and I know that I can lift heavy and I can I can do so much stuff and I was doing like um, burpees to chin-ups for fun like, why would I do that? Why? Does because I do could. Because you could. And it, and it didn't was, kill you. And it didn't kill me. <laughs> and I would be at, like, I would go to the sportsplex and it would always be so many people that I knew. Mm-hmm. And, like, I had s- such a group of people around me that always was like, oh, yeah, lives at the gym, lives doing this, lives doing that. Yeah. And it was just, like, it supported me so much because people expected it of me. Right. So you have that community Yeah, there. and I'm yeah. back at that again where it's like people at work will be like, well, Liv probably just came from the gym and is going back to the gym and then is sleeping at the gym. <laughs> so it's like I like that people expect me to mm-hmm. be doing that because mm-hmm. as much as like I don't care what people think, but when people expect something of you, mm-hmm. it just makes me want to do it so much more. Well, it's like keeping yourself accountable, yeah, right? Yeah, 100%. You tell and someone like, else you're going to do something. Yeah, I'll plug, my, I'll plug my trainer now because everybody needs to go to her. Because she's the best. Where's uh, where's the what gym do you go to? So I go to Fit for Less, but she does online training. Okay. Her name is Donya. Donya. She's buns and guns. Follow her. On she's YouTube. honestly the most supportive person, Aww. and also she is a tiny little animal and will kick your ass if you do things wrong. <laughs> like I'm also terrified of her, but I love her more than anything. I have been doing it since the beginning of October, and I've lost 10 pounds and about 18 inches off of my body which is congratulations that's insane right damn so it's like she's done a meal plan for me she sends me my workouts every single day Mm -hmm. if she hasn't heard from me she'll text me she'll be like are you alive i mean if you're gonna do templated workouts it's good but also you have to be very very knowledgeable about how your body works Mm -hmm. And the things that your body can do because that was a huge thing for me too. I got injured a million fucking times because I saw someone on Instagram doing something. I was like, oh my God, I can do that. Crack. Like, no, Olivia, you can't fucking do that. You're not 105 pounds. (laughs) Yeah. And an Instagram model that gets paid to do that and has a personal chef and trainer that lives with her. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Just social media is the devil also coming yeah. from a social media manager man it, but it is, it is the it, devil i mean it's the devil and it can be its own savior at the same time yeah I have, like, it just totally it all depends on who you follow mm-hmm. and you know what a social media detox is good every so often yep. i was sitting on the couch and just unfollowing people i was just like what are you doing yeah pay attention to me i'm like hold please <laughs> I'm doing something very good for myself. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to sit here. I'm like, why do I follow 1,900 people? I did the same thing. It's like, one, these people are irrelevant to my life. And two, 
Like what kind of what kind of things are they feeding me? Yep. Because if they're sitting there and they're posing by their pool and drinking a Mai Tai, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, yeah, no, that's cool. But also like I need something like things that are going to positively affect how how I live my life and how I portray the world. Um, what is something that someone listening could do today or tomorrow? What is a tool that they could use to make their life a little bit better? Ooh. I don't know. I feel like I touched on a couple a couple of different things, but I think the most important gem. I love I love when people say dropping gems on podcasts. It's my favorite thing, so I'm gonna say it. Um, my favorite little thing that you could probably take away from this that you could start doing right now is it's like I don't want to say that self serving is the best thing to do, but take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. As much as you want to do things for others and you want to be that giving person, you always need to take care of yourself first. Like in life, in relationships, in your job, as much as you need to get done things that need to get done, more and more like especially workplaces are becoming more, they're more mindful of people's mental health Mm -hmm. and people needing to take a mental health day or needing to go for a walk or needing to do what you need to do to just get back into a proper headspace. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something too that like when I was when I was in Toronto was something that I didn't know how to do. Right. And I would cry at my desk and my friend Vera would look at me and be like, Liv, you cannot fucking cry at work if yeah. you have a job here. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. <sighs> like, I'll figure it out. But yeah, no, make sure your mental health is taken care of. It's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Physical health, obviously, but even you could be in the best physical strength of your life. Mm -hmm. If your mental health isn't all isn't where it needs to be, then your physical strength doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's that's a huge thing that I'm focusing on, too, because I can very easily get into a mentality where it's like, I need to go to the gym. I need to go to the gym. But if my body is telling me no, Mm -hmm then I need to not go to the gym. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, so many good. things. Yeah. Self-care. It's huge. Self-care. And I think that also wraps up and ties up what we talked about at the beginning about always being someone that says yes. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you always have to switch over and it's not that you have to be someone that always says no. It's that you say yes to yourself first. Yeah. And take a minute before you say yes. Exactly. Even if you know you're going to say yes, just make sure you actually can yeah. and evaluate your situation mentally and what you actually have going on rather than stressing and rushing and doing all of that stuff and messing up your mental health long term. Yep. Take a breath and then yeah. say yes 30 seconds later. Yeah, when you're ready. <laughs> when you're ready and able. When you're and ready you and able. <laughs> oh my gosh. So something new that this you're going to be the first one to do this. I'm so excited. You're going to be the first one to yeah! do this. So I'm calling it the sour seat. So it's kind of the idea of like being in the hot seat and we're just going to like rattle through questions. Okay. Like I'm just going to throw them at you and you're just going to answer them for me. Okay. You ready? Got it. And we're going to go all local. So. Oh yeah. Got to go local. Always local. Okay, ready? Yeah. Best local pizza. Um, Armando's Pizza Man. <laughs> Best coffee. I love coffee. Roasters. <laughs> I don't even know that brand. I'll have to check it out. You're one of my clients. Oh, yay. So I <laughs> love at I loved dot coffee Amazing. on Instagram. Okay. Who's the best hugger that you know? Andre, I'm sorry. Aww. He's taller than me, so he gives me good hugs. Aww. All right. Who? Which place has the best atmosphere for meetings? Coffee Exchange downtown. It's my favorite. Nice. Or Cafe March. Where's your favorite place to go on a walk? Riverfront. Who's your favorite local artist? And you can't say Andre because I know you're going to say Andre. Um, physical, like actual artist, artist denial and artist singing artist Rob Seff. Dope. 
And his wife. They're phenomenal. And his wife. They're such a power Sour couple. Seat. Sour seat. Sour drop seat. mic. I can't Done. drop the mic. It's on a mount. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So lastly, just tell everyone where they can find you online. Yes. Put your plug in. Um, so my personal Instagram is year of four. Beyonce reference, naturally. Year of four. My business one is live.digital. And you can find my website at live-digital.com because Instagram doesn't let you use dashes and won't let me be consistent in my brand. And yeah. And that is a wrap on episode 11 with Olivia Bauer. I am just super stoked that we got to sit down and chat. I think one of the most important things that I took away from this conversation with Olivia was that it's important to be self-serving. And I know we hear the term self-care a lot and self-love, but I liked the uh, the twist on self-serving and the fact that you need to put yourself first it isn't just about it isn't just about self-care it's about innately knowing that you have to serve yourself just as you would serve anyone else at least that's what I took away from it everyone's interpretation is different thank you for listening guys have a good day have a good night have a good week month year thank you for listening it means so much to me We'll talk soon.